0: welcome to our dialer sermon for sunday the 7th of march hello and welcome to our worship at home this sunday i know i've said it before but i can't believe we're now in march it feels like only last week that i was saying happy new year to people today we're going to look at one of the many instructions or rules that are in the bible we're living in a world where we're facing new rules all the time But I do hope that we're now at a point where we can start to slowly return to normal. Today's Bible passage from Micah contains one of my favourite Bible verses that helps us to think about how we should act and how we should live our lives. The heavens are telling the glory of God. May our worship reflect God's glory. The firmament proclaims God's handiwork. May we see each other as the handiwork of God. Let our prayer and praise, our singing and proclamation project the love of God. We commune with Christians around the world, with Christians throughout time, with Christians across geography and across time. Let us worship. We're now going to have our reading for today, which comes from Micah chapter 6. Verses 1 to 8. Listen to what the Lord is saying. Stand up and state your case against me. Let the mountains and hills be called to witness your complaints. And now, O mountains, listen to the Lord's complaint. He has a case against his people. He will bring charges against Israel. Oh, my people... What have I done to you? What have I done to make you tired of me? Answer me. For I brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you from slavery. I sent Moses and Aaron and Miriam to help you. Don't you remember, my people, how King Balak of Moab tried to have you cursed, and how Balaam, son of Beor, blessed you instead? And remember your journey. From Acacia Grove to Gilgal, when I, the Lord, did everything I could to teach you about my faithfulness. What can we bring to the Lord? Should we bring him burnt offerings? Should we bow before God Most High with offerings of yearling calves? Should we offer him thousands of rams and ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, O Heavenly Father. Today I want us to look at what the prophet Micah would have understood to be some of God's requirements. And I hope that you might already know what the response would be if I asked the question, what does the Lord require of you? Based on the passage from Micah that we've just heard. It would be to do justice, to love kindness or mercy and to walk humbly with our God. It sounds pretty simple really. Do justice, love kindness and walk humbly with your God. It sounds a bit like a law that the scouts or the guides might use. I guess it could be rephrased as be fair, be nice, be humble. When we look more at what Micah wrote, when we understand the context in which this was said, And the impact that it had on the people who first heard it then we will realize that it is more than just a law or a motto it's much more than a bible verse that is often known by memory if i was to ask you to name prophets from the bible i wonder how high up the list micah would come below isaiah and jeremiah i would guess To understand Micah, we first need to look at the context that he was writing in, along with the history of the Hebrew people. The Hebrew people had been enslaved in Egypt. They would have been making bricks and would have been starving. Then God called Moses to the top of a mountain and spoke to him through a burning bush. Moses was then sent to Pharaoh with one message, let my people go. And I'm sure we all know the rest of the story. God, through the leadership of Moses, led the people out of slavery into the promised land. God established a covenant with the Hebrew people. I will be your God and you will be my people. His loving actions of freeing the slaves and giving them the promised land was only the first way God was going to hold up his end of the agreement. He promised that he would continue to provide for them. A covenant relationship is a two-way deal. Both parties have their responsibilities, behaviours, to maintain the relationship. It's like a marriage, where two people promise to love each other and to care for each other. God made a covenant of love with the Hebrew people. I will be your God and you will be my people. And what were his requirements? the responsibilities, the behaviours that he expected. We can summarise them as love me and yourselves and others in the same way I have loved you. Deuteronomy 6 verse 5 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your strength. And Leviticus nineteen eighteen says, Love your neighbour as yourself. Then God added a few other rules to live by. Which we find in the Ten Commandments, which is one of the lectionary readings for today. He says, Don't murder, don't lie, don't steal, be faithful to your husband or wife, don't be jealous of your neighbours and what they have. These were just some of the Ten Commandments, but I think they're pretty good requirements for good relationships. God added a little extra caveat. He told them to remember him when they were safe and happy. Micah was preaching in one of those times in history where the Hebrews were doing well. They'd forgotten the covenant they'd made with the one who'd released them from slavery. Micah was condemning the leaders of his people for the way that they were acting towards the poor, the powerless. A way that pretended that nothing was wrong, an abuse of power, by other political and religious leaders. Micah confronted the leaders of the nations, but their response is just to change the subject. They say that they're good Jews, going to the temple every Sabbath, offering sacrifices and giving generously to the temple. They ask what it is that God expects from them. That is the question that Micah answers in our Bible reading today. What does the Lord require of you? To do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. When we look at this passage, what does justice mean? The word justice means fairness, equality and equity within the human family. In the Old Testament, the idea of justice involved the basic needs and requirements, the rights of people who live together. Justice then is social in nature. In practice, it would be to put right any inequalities in society that would allow people to be oppressed, particularly if the oppression was leading them to miss out on their basic needs, requirements, or even rights that would allow them to act as part of the community, brothers and sisters. God's covenant required the people who he'd saved from slavery to never treat others in a way that was similar to the way that they had been treated in Egypt. If they acted like this, it would go against the promise that God had made to the Hebrew people. To do justice would involve both personal and social responsibilities. It would mean that people would never act in a way that would produce an injustice. It would need the Hebrew people to take responsibility for their own behaviour but also for the behaviour of their leaders. We are required by God to work for fairness for the smallest and weakest of the world, the poor, the hungry, the strangers, the needy, the people who have no or little voice of their own, to fight the injustices they face. Often in the Bible, such practices would mean that the people would then be in conflict with the oppressors who were causing the injustice. And that makes doing justice an act of courage and devotion to God. So what does it mean to love kindness? Here the Hebrew word hesed was used, which is difficult to capture the meaning behind in a single English word. It's often translated as either kindness or mercy. Other possible translations would be, loyal love loving devotion or steadfast love it's used to describe the faithful actions of God on behalf of his people although it can also be used to describe people often when people are expected to respond to God in a way that reflects the love that God has demonstrated to them it's said that hesed is a relationship term it's not a fuzzy warm type of love but it's a commitment that arises from a mutual relationship it was to be committed not only to God who had demonstrated his love to the people but also to live in community in a way that should, I said was intrinsic to the life of God's people it was about mutual respect helpfulness and loving concern we now think of what it means to walk humbly with your God walking a path is often used as a metaphor for living a certain kind of way walking humbly with god is about doing more than just coming to god with gifts it's about living our lives in a way that means god is in every aspect of our life it's about allowing our hearts to be broken by the things that would break god's heart it's a need to see the world through the same eyes god sees the world to act in the way that god would act When we look at this final requirement alongside the previous two, walking with God is about having a heart for justice and compassion. The God who led the Hebrews from slavery requires that people who have been blessed become a blessing to others. To walk with God means to live a life of love for others that is unwavering, particularly to those that Jesus would call the least of these. When we understand what the prophet Micah was saying, we see that Jesus didn't just make this stuff up. He was in a long line of prophets who called their people to walk humbly with their God. The God whom Jesus called Father expects the same from us as he expected the Hebrews to do back in Micah's day. We're lucky to have received a special gift, one of love, God's love. One that keeps us away from being slaves and allows us to love in the way that Jesus loved. If Micah was with us today, I think he would be checking to make sure the covenant that God had made wasn't forgotten about. Are we safe and free? Are we remembering him? We might say that we attend church every Sunday. We support the church's fundraising. What more can we possibly do? The answer is simple. To do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. It doesn't matter what we do on a Sunday or in church. If we're not walking humbly with God on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So to walk humbly we must watch over our personal lives and those of our leaders. To make sure that everyone that God calls his children is being treated fairly, equally and justly. We must make sure that none of his children are being left behind. We must live as Jesus lived and love as he loved. What does the Lord require of us? To do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. How do we love one another? We do justice, we love kindness, we walk humbly with our God. Amen. Let's pray together. Creator God, we come before you asking prayers for those who lead nations, cities, churches, homes. As you poured out your love in the word, may we hear your word and follow. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts lead us to you. Holy One, we come before you, a people broken into shards of lives, sick, poor, hungry, hidden by the limitations of our eyes. Help us to see as you see, as you poured out your love in the word. May we hear your word and follow, and may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts lead us to you. God of mercy, we come before you seeking to live as you command but often failing. And thus we are torn by cries of despair, anger, power, control, lost to foolishness and stumbling blocks despite your love in the word. Help us to hear your word and follow May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts lead us to you. Gentle God, we come before you giving thanks for all our blessings, the gift of life. Hope, faith, love, family, friends, all we care for this day, help us to be your hands. Incline your heart, O gracious God, and teach us to love, O Christ, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Join me as we say the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, a prayer that will be said today by Christians the world over. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. May the holy wisdom of God guard your ways and guide your paths. May the living truth of God enlighten your hearts and open your minds and may the living spirit of god give you life and life to the full amen and may the blessing of god the father god the son and god the holy spirit the blessed three in one be with each and every one of you today and forevermore amen stay safe and god bless